Hey guys. So quick story. Kind of, I'm kind of tired. I stayed up super late because I had to attend midnight mass. And it was weird because instead of song books, we were singing from the latest issue of Fangoria. That's right. One of the premier brands in horror. Fangoria has been delivering quality magazines since 1979, the same year Alien came out, and each collectible issue features exclusive articles about your favorite monsters as well as up-and-coming terrors. Check it out because this magazine is sure to delight with fright. Be sure to check out the Fangoria store website for subscriptions and a bunch of cool merch. And while you're there, use promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. That's right. 20% off your entire order applies to subscription and one-time orders applies to the first subscription order only. Now, it's time to go to Midnight Mass. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by self-taught Michigan-based painter and horror artist, Loki Gregory. Hi. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited because you picked one hell of a topic today, which is funny because I said hell and it's religious based. Well, everybody right, right. listening, everybody listening better brush up on their hymns and psalms because we are going to midnight mass tonight. Woo -woo. But before we talk about uh, Mike Flanagan's masterpiece, when did you first discover you loved horror? Um, I kind of always have liked horror. I think I started really getting into it when I was probably about 10. And that's when I started uh, getting into a lot more. I think the stuff I liked when I was maybe like 10, 13 was uh, Freddy Krueger I liked a lot. I liked Insidious, Final Destination, and Stephen King. And those were kind of the first like foundation horror movies. Nice. You're an artist. And... So the way we met actually was we met at Motor City Nightmares, that convention, and I saw a lot of your yes. paintings and you had a lot of horror-based paintings. How has horror influenced you as an artist? Um, I've always really been interested in, uh, I've always wanted to make kind of gory pictures. It started out, I would draw lots of zombies and vampires. And then when I started doing oil paintings and more realistic paintings, um, I wanted to do more gory subjects. I'm influenced a lot by certain scenes. And I try to base pictures off of like the specific scenes. And I have a lot of stuff from, see what do I have? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, I did The Last of Us and other i can't think of that one what is that one called with the hereditary oh Those are yeah, a few yeah of the more recent ones i've done do you remember the first horror piece you did some of the earlier ones i entered in a art contest at a, a comic-con when i was i think nine or ten oh, um nice. one was a it was a picture of a zombie and then another one was simpsons as the monsters if that counts as horror oh that um, counts that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah i still make treehouse of horror art but yeah, that was definitely, that was one of my first ones I entered it into the contest. Okay, you brought it up. I have to ask, do you have a favorite Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segment? Uh, I like them all a lot. I like the ones where they bring bring back the dead. 
Mm-hmm. I like Vampire Burns. <laughs> that one's great. What about you? I really think my favorite is The Shinning. I think it's yeah. one of the best parodies I've seen. And and there's like moments and stuff that just I, I'll think about it randomly and it makes me laugh. I think it might actually be my, one of my favorite just all time Simpsons episodes or mini episodes, I guess, uh, segments. Right. But, no, I love that one. And then I also love King Homer, where Homer's King Kong. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. I think that one's so funny. And then um and then I'm gonna give uh I just wanna mention the groundskeeper Willie as uh uh as Freddy Krueger, that one. That one's amazing. Yeah. The the stupid smart weather. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones that I like. Ah, there's so many now. Yeah, how many are there? There's like over 30 seasons now, so I'm assuming there's over yeah, 30. Like 30, 40. Treehouse of Horrors, yeah. Anytime King and Kodos appear is a good time. <laughs> yep. I love those those guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about doing a painting of them. Oh, yes. That'd be awesome. You have two of them, it'll be a set. Yes. <laughs> So I like the one where at the end Homer goes to like the human universe and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that one? And he's I like stuck in the walls one. in like a different dimension. Yeah, that, that one's good. Yeah, because uh, he, he's in like the 3D world for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he gets sucked in that vortex. Yeah, <laughs> they uh they get creative on on that show. Yeah. So the, like longest running cartoons isn't it i think it's just one of the longest running shows yeah for sure <laughs> i can't really think of many more that are longer than that yeah me neither all right suggestion you should totally do king homer i will <laughs> at some point i think that one would be great i'd like to do a drawing of everyone every like from every episode or every three hours of horror at least into a whole like the different collection. that'd be cool mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of work though <laughs> yeah i'll definitely do king homer yeah um what are some what are uh, some of the so we, we're talking about treehouse of horror what are some of like of your favorite horror tv shows because we don't talk too much about tv shows on this mostly movies on this podcast but there's a lot of great horror on tv i think yeah the other ones that that Flanagan did hill house and bly manor those are definitely some of my favorites also yeah those are great i think uh so far on the show the only tv shows that have been like topics have been stranger things and haunting out on hill of hill house yeah and then you need to make more yeah yeah i gotta watch more tv <laughs> And then technically I did do The Last of Us, but that was more the like we were talking about the video game uh, ahead of the TV show. So when we did that episode, it was before the TV show even came out. Mm -hmm. So I have talked about The Last of Us, but I haven't talked about the show. show. You got to do another one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'll have it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But um, when you suggested Midnight Mass, I really I really wanted to jump on that because I have not talked about Midnight Mass on the show yet. And I really think it's one of the best shows to come out in the past few years. Yeah, I love how you don't fully know what's going on until like three or four episodes in. Yeah. On like the edge of your seat. And then there's like the big reveal, like after the cave scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, everybody listening, spoiler alert for Midnight Mass. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass, pause this episode, come back to us. You want to see this show. But yeah, so. <laughs> um, back to back to Midnight Mass. Sorry. So I was saying the after the cave scene, when mm-hmm. they give the reveal of that, 
what's actually going on before that you kind of only get small little glimpses of the angel when you see him like i think on the beach in the clothes of of pruitt mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh characters will see him just like through the window at night and they see him when uh when they arrive back on the island and they release him out of the crate um i believe joe and riley see him flying away and then that's basically the only like split second glimpses you get at him to kind of figure out what's going on not until like way later is their actual confirmation (laughs) right yeah like several halfway into the show right i'm a huge fan of mike flanagan's work and i think this one in particular he does a very good job of setting up like the breadcrumbs for the mm-hmm. full meal that comes later in the show. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something that's big about Midnight Mass, and I don't think you could have a conversation about Midnight Mass without acknowledging th- that it's very, that religion is a big part of the show. And it kind of yes. highlights both the pros and cons of religion. Um, if you don't mind me asking, are you a religious person or did you grow up in a religious environment? Uh, No, I did not grow up religious. My feelings on religion are kind of similar to Riley's, except he mm-hmm. grew up religious and I didn't. But yeah, I think like I can understand why a lot of people are religious and how it serves a purpose to them. And I love how the show shows how it's very different for everybody and how different it is for each person. And it yeah. it really is like a personal thing. And I like how it's... Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You can go. No, you're, you're good. You're good. It's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like how it showed the purpose of religion for each character and how everyone had a kind of different... They used it differently and they believe differently. Yeah. I liked how in the show, it shows that religious can both be very good... Religion can be both very good or very bad, depending on how people interpret or twist the words of said religion. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, what's her name? Um, Bev. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Ex- exactly. Like, if you know, <laughs> you know. And, right. Uh, She's like, she really only cares about herself. And you can like tell. Right. Like, she doesn't like she she leads like she's she's with the angel up until the very, very end until she's going to bury herself into in the sand and try and save herself. But yeah, up until then, she like didn't care about anyone else. And she uh, she's and she's, you know, she's not like she doesn't care about God or anything like that. It, no. She just liked she just liked feeling uh, she liked she liked feeling better than everyone else yeah i liked when uh riley's mom was like god love my son just as much as he loves you why does that bother you and you can tell she's like getting super mad exactly because that because she don't like being on the same level as everyone else she likes to feel better than thou right like what's the point if you're not better than everyone (laughs) exactly and like man she's a bitch (laughs) yeah she reminds me of the the lady from uh the mist and they threw the can excellent at her. excellent i movie. wanted to throw a can at her yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and honestly it reminded me of people growing up like i've come across a lot of people like that yeah me too and like it's it's dumb i'm sorry but like i hate people like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't get it yeah but i i think some people they grow up are they're in this environment and they view it as like a competition, you know, instead of right. actually like following the teachings of their religion. Right. Or but I think it yeah. as a tool in their life, they're trying to like control everybody else with it. And it just doesn't really work like that. Exactly. And like 
don't know. It could be a touchy subject, but I don't care. It's my podcast. I say what I want. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where I don't think the show is trying to say that's what religion is either. You know what I mean? Right. Because I think the show is trying to examine the topic of religion. It's not trying to say whether or not it's good or bad. It's more just kind of exploring what religion is and can be. Because we come at right. it from all angles. Like the scene uh, where Lisa, the the paralyzed girl, the miracle happens and she's able to walk. Like mm -hmm. that's a powerful scene. Right. And they all think that he's like being a dick about it because he's right. like, stand up, stand up. And they're like, what? What are you doing, dude? Yeah, and exactly. Goes, I mean, I just, then... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say this. I'd be like, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, I would be pretty mad. But then seeing that, like, yeah, that would blow my mind. I I wouldn't I wouldn't lie, you know? Right. You and then process that. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many great characters. There's in a lot. This show. And like we're, we're talking about Bev because she's a bitch. That's a great character. Yep. If you can hate someone that like if you can hate someone, I think it's a good character. Right. Exactly. And the actress that plays her might be like she deserved an Emmy nomination. Mm hmm. She did a good job. Her and uh, the guy who played Father Pruitt. Mm hmm. The fact that this show didn't get any Emmy nominations. I, I lost faith in everything that is just in society a lot of people haven't heard of it and it's surprising to me it's yeah because it's a great show like everyone's heard of hill house yeah that one's definitely the most popular of mike flanagan's of mike flanagan's career so far We're, like that yeah, i, I think, think is his biggest mainstream i think it's his biggest uh hit in terms of like normal people not just horror fans <laughs> right because <laughs> i think the biggest thing he's done is dr sleep but not a lot of people saw it because not a lot of people knew it was a sequel to the shining yeah i saw it. i didn't realize that he did that either like i never put that together yeah i i went i wanted to go see it because i was a fan of his because of a movie called hush mm -hmm. and which i think is a great film but Dr. Sleep blew me away, blew me away. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Controversial, super hot take. I think Dr. Sleep's better than The Shining. It definitely it's not it's not very often where the sequel holds up as well as the original. And that one definitely was very good, especially considering that The Shining is one of the most iconic movies ever made. Exactly. Like, how do you even compete with that? And then you did. Exactly. And then like <laughs> to to make a movie that somehow marries the best of the Stanley Kubrick and the best of the Stephen King elements of the story. I, I think uh, speaking of miracles, I think Mike Flanagan is a miracle man for what he did with Dr. <laughs> Sleep. Yeah, I agree. But back to Midnight Mass, there are so many great characters. Do you have a favorite character? Um, To my favorite characters... Lisa, probably. Mm -hmm. I like Lisa, and I like the sheriff, and I like maybe Aaron. Yeah. Probably my top three characters. I am going to give you my top three characters, but I have to think about it for a second because I only had one in my mind, but then you gave me three, so I'm like, uh, <laughs> I should probably give three. Well, my number one is definitely uh the sheriff. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. And he gives me like Chief Brody from Jaws vibes. Yeah. I think my number two is actually Father Pruitt. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think he's such an interesting character. Because like, unlike Bev, 
who's clearly doing this for her own power. I think I think Father Pruitt, his motivations are I don't think he's outwardly evil like, or like a dick or anything. I see where he's coming from. But what he so does you can is see bad. how he thought that it was an angel. Like, yeah, and like he thought he it thought, was an angel. It made sense. And how he thought he was helping people. Right. And it's not until later it it comes from selfish reasons, but also very personal. And I understand it. Like he wanted to have a family. Yeah. And he believed he was given a second chance. Like that's interesting stuff, you know? Yeah. He did cause the death of an entire island. So he's not a great guy, but at the same time, like I completely get it. <laughs> I completely get it. Like I said, it's a lot of interesting stuff in here and then i gotta give you a third when in doubt you go with kate siegel i'll I'll say aaron's my third favorite character yeah aaron's good yeah but there's a there's a lot of good ones like i like riley i like riley's parents both his mom and dad um there's mm-hmm. a doctor and the doctor's mom and then the joe the drunk mm-hmm. he he's get he gets some good stuff yeah he's like staying on the island basically to punish himself because right like, that's what his that's his like his religious beliefs and that he shouldn't just be able to walk away from the sin that he caused and like towards the end how he was trying to quit drinking and him and riley had that connection because they both had hurt somebody mm-hmm. exactly such a good such a good show do you okay so something that's a big part of midnight mass is the monologues there's like monologue after monologue <laughs> How do you feel about so many monologues in this TV show? I like them. I think if it was every TV show was like that, I probably wouldn't like it. But I think it definitely has its place. And I think it uh, went really well with this. And it definitely fit in there. I think I think it works, one, because Mike Flanagan, it's part of his style. So he knows how to write a mm-hmm. good monologue. And he knows how to shoot right. a good monologue. He knows how to put his actors in the best positions to stay interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, it's just great actors in this show. Right when someone doesn't have like a lot of talent and they try to do it, and like they don't have that skill set built up, it's not. It just feels kind of forced. But when people really know how to do it, it's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, and I think it's a, and I really think it's like a team effort because like you can, you can give like the best actor a shitty monologue. It's gonna be a shitty monologue, you know. So the the writing's got to be good, and then mm-hmm. and then also you can have a great monologue, but a shitty actor. The monologue's right gonna be shit because it wasn't performed well. And then you can have a great monologue with a great actor, but you put the camera in the wrong place or make it boring in the edit. No one cares. So it's so many yeah. elements have to come together, but that's. That's filmmaking on a whole, I think. <laughs> yeah, really is an art. Yeah. Do you have a a moment in the show where you're like, oh, shit, that just happened? Because for me, there was a couple. Yeah, let me think. I think when on the boat, when he like bursts into flames, because you know it's going to happen, but then still like how they kind of show his point of view when he's like seeing the his victim, the girl he hurt, and it's like kind of peaceful for him. And then it shows like, Aaron seeing and he's literally like burst into flames and then when Lisa stands up obviously and then when they when the the angel uh attacks 
the the mom the doctor's mom mm-hmm. yeah, those are the ones that come to mind i uh my my the first answer that came to my head was also when riley burst into flames right in front of Aaron. <laughs> yeah i was like oh and shit like, and then she's all like why did you bring me out here and then it shows like her heart bumping like implying that he's gonna kill her or something like that's what they mm-hmm. like to think right but, right because it could go either way. Everyone knew from the beginning that he's kind of... I didn't think that he was going to kill her. Because I feel like that would be a weird way to go with it. Right. But at the same time, it, it it didn't eliminate the possibility. You know what I mean? Like, right. The yeah, possibility it, like, reminded was still you there. That, that he could have the urge to do it and he could do it. Right. That was like a but, nice detail. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of, oh shit, that just happened moments. But for me, when, that one's uh, the biggest one. When Ali... Um, turned on the sheriff. Oh, he, yeah. He sided with the church. That made me sad. Yeah, me too. Actually, I feel a like lot the dad the... understood him. But at the same time, he's just like, don't go down this path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He's like, this is a literal uh, cult. Right. Oh, and then at the very end, where they pray f- together for the last time. Yeah. Uh, that... And he, he finally prays with his dad again. Right. And then, uh, and then it's heartbreaking because he just kind of slumps over. Uh, the sheriff does and dies from his wounds, but he dies before he has to see his son burn up. <laughs> like it's just yeah. Ah. Uh. And then when um, what's his name? The father Pruitt when he was trying to turn Sarah and she spits it out, mm-hmm. and like he, you see him start to realize that like she's actually gonna die and that he didn't really like connect with her all those years. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Which would be interesting, like, being on an isolated little island and then, like, seeing them all the time. Exactly. And he couldn't do anything because he was a priest. Right. And then she it always felt... a rumor. Right. But still, ah, uh... And that, that was, like, the... How he thought he would... Hey, he had a second chance, like I was referring to earlier. Right. And then it's like, oh, no. Guys, listeners, if you haven't watched the show... I already gave you a spoiler warning and we went through a bunch of spoilers, but it's such a good show. If you have watched the show, rewatch it. I think I'm going to rewatch it this October. <laughs> With how many characters there are, you can rewatch it so many times and still pick up new things about them. Oh, yeah. And they're also written so well and performed so well. Like each of these characters have depth. Mm-hmm. Everyone so. is... Uh trying to find forgiveness either for themselves or for other people. Right. And that's a very common theme. Oh yeah. Do so what so when I asked you what topic you wanted to do for this episode, what stood out about Midnight Mass to where you wanted to pick it? Um I think just because of how like we I just said with the characters, how many there are, there's so many things you could talk about and with the different themes about religion and uh, forgiveness and guilt and reconnecting Mm -hmm. i think it's all i thought it'd be very fun to talk about Uh, it's one of my favorites i like how the priest one of the other things i suggested i think was silver bullet and right yeah yeah reminds me of the priest in that just a little bit (laughs) i don't know if it's just because it's both priests and horror but well um, they both have something to hide right they're both yes spoiler alert for silver bullet (laughs) but uh the priest in Silver Bullet's a werewolf. The priest in Midnight Mass is a vampire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like that aspect, and it's like the whole town like sees them as the priest figure, and they have this right. huge secret. 
Yeah, I like the I like how it's horror, but kind of it's not um what's the word? It really builds it up over time. It's yeah. not all there in the beginning. It's got a lot of like mystery to it and a lot of drama and emotion. Yeah, it's definitely a slower burn, but it has such good pacing that you appreciate the slow tempo. Yeah. It's got good foreshadowing too. Like when um Aaron was talking about her mom and how her mom did that thing with the bird and mm-hmm. how she clipped the bird's wings. And then um later after talking about that, while the angel is like killing her, she cuts the angel's wings, which is what leads to it, it to die. Yeah. Because it can't fly away. I right. think the show has a lot of like little foreshadowing moments like that. Oh yeah. It definitely does. Like when um when they're doing uh Ash Wednesday and Father Pruitt's doing like the ashes on everybody and he goes to Riley and I don't remember the exact quote. I should because I you know I should I just 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 know it. But um <laughs> it's like from dust till dust we return or something like that. Um mm-hmm. and then that's the note that Riley forwards to Father Pruitt after Riley um turns to dust himself. And then the entire island turns to ash or dust. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that goes and that also goes in line with what Riley's mom was saying to Bev, where it's like God loves you just as much as he loves the sinners. Everyone turned to ash, you know? Right. Except Everybody. for the survivors. But they weren't on the island. Everyone on the island died. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, think, uh, yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know if this is an actual thing that's been said, but do you think that it actually is like a religious angel or do you think that it is actually just a vampire that like in the story, do you think it actually has some like, I don't know, <laughs> like religious uh, um, truth to it? I think it's an actual vampire that Father Pruitt mistaken to be an angel. That's what it implies. Yeah. Because I always, uh, my interpretation of angels in the Bible have always been, you can't comprehend them. Like, right? There, that's um, <laughs> there. You're like people are afraid of them in the Bible because our minds literally cannot uh, comprehend their uh, form. Whereas I, I just think this was a vampire, but bec- but that vampire that vampire had angelic qualities. I mean, obviously the wings and Mm -hmm. you are afraid when you see it. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) So while I don't think I I do think it's just supposed to be a vampire. I understand why why it got mistaken for an angel, because it does have those angel qualities. Right. So I think there's um, an argument to be made for either interpretation. I don't think either of them are wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like the show implies pretty heavy that it is a uh a vampire not an angel i didn't know how much it left it open right I, I do think it's pretty open but i like the way they did it because most people who don't want to mm-hmm. dig past the surface it's just a vampire but if you want to mm-hmm. dig a little deeper there's more and you can kind of chew on it and think about it right something i want to bring up real quick that we haven't talked about yet is the use of music in this show yeah I think it's really interesting how they use like actual church hymns. Yeah. They're all really yeah. loud. And like and some of these are like really beautiful music. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a brilliant choice. Cause I mean it's 
very very christian based the the show is so it makes sense to use these christian hymns right but i don't know i think i think they're used so well that like you use them a little differently they become tacky you know what i mean right yeah but i don't know i think they're used very powerfully yeah there's a time and place and they did it good yeah and they picked the right one for the right moment too right and then uh and then it was interesting because like um, when I was growing up, I grew up Catholic, so I heard some of these thong- songs and then uh, they reminded me again. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, it's bringing me back. <laughs> yeah, was I think it's there... interesting how different different viewers, uh, depending on their own religions, how it uh, they have their own interpretations of it as well. Yeah, I think uh, depending on your life experiences and what each and every different person has been through, you take away something different from this show. Right. Um, I, I, I think it's a brilliant show. I love I love just thinking about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I am due for a rewatch, so I'm I'm glad this episode's happening because now I'm like, OK, now it's time. <laughs> right. Do you have any other things you wanted to say? Um, do you have anything else to say? Well, if you were on Oh, actually I do have one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's this one scene that I really like and I quote it all the time. It's just like a joke. I just thought we just thought it was like super funny. So it's when the the mom, there's like a mom in, a, in the sheriff's, sheriff's office reporting her son missing. The son was mm-hmm. taken by the angel, but he was a local drug dealer. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, she felt he like he wasn't taking it seriously at all, which happens a lot where like certain groups just aren't taken seriously when they go missing. Uh, but she was, the sheriff calls him um, Bull because that was his nickname. And the mom just gets like really upset. And she's like, his name was Bill. And then she goes, at least they didn't call him Bong. And just, I don't know, <laughs> just when she says that. And she's like, at least it's it's Bull and not Bong. So it's okay. <laughs> and then um, and then how the sheriff gets, where he, she, uh, Sarah asks him to investigate the church. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and she's like, yeah, I know what I'm asking. And he's like, yeah, but do you really know what you're asking? When I've tried to like lay low the entire time I got here. And now you're like, hey, right. go investigate this church. And that monologue speaking of monologue <laughs> yeah the monologue and like you know yeah there's some powerful stuff just in that monologue alone mm-hmm. i think it's uh kind of like well that's a whole that's a whole uh <laughs> can yeah, of worms whole... right there that i'm not qualified to speak on <laughs> but i do think it's some some powerful stuff and some important stuff to be talked about you know right so and also the sheriff's my favorite i'm just gonna say that again i love the yeah, sheriff I love rahu coley i want to see him in everything especially future mike flanagan stuff i'm really excited for his new show which is coming out soon yeah i heard about that that one's gonna be good the fall of the house of usher i think it's based off of the edgar Allan poe oh i didn't know that that's cool yeah so that's gonna be a great show because you know, it's going to have the best writing. It's going to have the best actors. Yeah, you got to love you got to love the writers and actors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Midnight Mass is a great show. I love it. Loki, if you found yourself on Crockett Island and you were f- and found yourself face to face with the angel, would you die? I think it would turn me and then I'd dig in the sand faster than Beth could and I'd survive. 
<laughs> you so you would know what's up. <laughs> yeah, I know what to do already. I like it. Not me. Not you. <laughs> Not me. No. I think uh I think I would probably I'd probably, you know, be uh just picked off even before then. Are <laughs> <laughs> you you'd R, like die with the cats in the beginning? Yes. Or I would actually live. I would survive because I would be asleep the whole time because I go to bed <laughs> early now. Yeah. So like you wouldn't even be outside when it got dark. Exactly. I'd be like, oh, the sun's setting. You'd come so out and be I. like, why is it so ashy? <laughs> exactly. Like, what the hell happened last night? <laughs> Where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> so I would live. I did it. I survived. Yeah. And you did too. <laughs> Except we would never come across because you'd come out at night when I'm sleeping and I come out in the day when you bury yourself in the sand. True. So we'd never even know that there was another one of us that survived. We would we would think we would think we were the only survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so where can everyone find you and your art? So uh, my Instagram is Loki.mi. Uh, my Etsy is Loki and my artwork and um, I have another I have one Instagram that's kind of a personal Instagram which is Loki and my I post behind the scenes and works in progress and just personal stuff and then I have a more professional page I'm working on that's Loki face studios which is also you can find through that Instagram I have it linked and I believe that's it awesome well everyone listening go follow Loki go uh check out her art she's super talented and uh thank you so much for uh joining me today and talking about midnight mass yeah thank you for having me on thank you for listening to today's episode thanks again to loki for joining me and for talking midnight mass with me what an incredible show don't forget to follow her and while you're at it please share and review this podcast. I've been working really, really hard to grow this little show. And I got to say, I'm really pleased with how far we've come, but we, I still need your help guys. Sharing and reviewing pleases the algorithm gods. And if they are pleased, then more spooky friends will find this show. Also feel free to comment and engage and, you know, just let me know how I'm doing. If you like something, let me know. If you don't like something, definitely let me know and I'll, I'll know to be better. I really value your input, so please let me know how I can make this the best podcast possible. And if you've already shared and reviewed, thank you so much. I don't say this enough, but your guys' support really, really means the world to me. An announcement, next month is the annual Slashtober, and I have some very exciting guests and episodes lined up for the slashiest month of the year. Last year was dedicated entirely to our favorite boy, Mikey Mai Mai. So I'm switching it up a little bit this year, but don't worry. I guarantee it's still going to be slasherific. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and ending of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week, we are finally talking about one of my favorite horror villains of all time, 
She's truly bad to the bone. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.